Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. As we mentioned, this mindset shift, six simple steps to, to uh, change your mindset and your life. The reality is, is the habits that we have, meaning the things we do on a daily basis, Michelle, and you tell me if you agree, are really a result of the way we think. And in many cases, the way we think is what causes all of our problems. What do you think about that statement? Oh, my gosh, you're spot on, Cleve. <laughs> and what's interesting is that's not unique to you, and that's not unique to me. <clears throat> that is sort of the human condition. Uh, we listen to our own stories. We listen to our own soundtracks, and we believe what we hear ourselves saying. And in many cases, that's what limits us. My name is Cleve Gaddis. I am a master coach with Workman Success Systems. I've been with Workman Success Systems since the day they started coaching in November of 2014. And I have uh, really, other than um, the first six months, I have enjoyed every bit of it. I wasn't the best coach in the world, Michelle, for the first six months, and it kind of bothered me. Uh, but I just love being here. I also run a real estate team uh, in Metro Atlanta. I have been in real estate for 22 years and uh, so I do what you do. If you're on here and you're listening to me today, I do what you do for a living. When I realized that I was going to get the opportunity to do a webinar with Michelle Terry, who is a broker and a franchisee of Exit Real Estate, um, she's also a team leader. And I just got so excited because I've known Michelle so long and I have seen her grow. I think she was an amazing person. Uh, when she started in in coaching with Workman and building her team, but I don't think she knew all the things that that she needed to do in order to grow a team. And it has been so cool to see you grow as a leader and a business owner and a mentor and a friend to so many people. And so anybody who is on today, I say pay attention because Michelle is going to give you some information that is going to help each and every one of you on the session today. Michelle, welcome. Thank you. I'm happy to be here today. I heard just to make everybody a little bit jealous, I heard you had a little trip to the beach over the last week and you were able to work from the beach. Yeah, yeah. With the life I have today, um, I was able, I'm able to pull that off. So yes, I just spent six days at the beach. I got a lot of work done and um, came back into the office today. Love that. Talk about lifestyle. Think about it for a second. If you're listening to today's webinar and you're thinking, man, I wish I had better life balance. I wish I could spend more time doing the things that I truly want to do, but I have to spend so much time working. It could be this webinar is specifically for you. If you're here, you want to stay on all the way until the end because we're going to have some free giveaways. And in this case, in this case today, we're going to give away some free resources that I don't believe have ever been given away on a Workman webinar before. So you want to stay on until the end. And if you have technical difficulties, just post something in the chat box and we will uh, see what we can do to help you with technical support. So Michelle, really quickly, when you started as a franchise owner, 
were you off to the races or were you a bit confused? I was super confused. Um, if, if kind of backtrack my story a little bit. I've been in real estate full-time since 1997. That's all I've ever done. In 2006, I opened up a, an independent brokerage. I had a pretty good following um, of agents. I've been in my service area for my entire life. Um, many people that I had gone to school with um, got their real estate licenses and came to work with me. Some are still with me today. And um, in 2015, I knew I needed more help. I was doing all the training. I was literally taking out the trash, writing the checks. So, you know, and we had a good presence here in central Massachusetts. So in 2015, I had started to interview franchises. And I really liked what I seen at, um, at, my, current, at my franchise, Exit Realty. So I purchased into their franchise um, close to the end of that year. And it was really to get some leverage and help my agents grow and to get some systems into place. Absolutely. And it's my understanding, and I don't think I heard you say this, but one of the things that frustrated you is like you would work sometimes three solid months without even a day off. And like you must have been exhausted while you were going through all of these changes. That was my life. I thought there was nothing, that there was nothing else. And it would be literally, I'd have a little calendar and I'd put like a red dot on every day I'm working and it'd be a hundred days in a row. Then I might get a day, I might get a day. And my day off was with cell phone in tow. So you never put that away and you look at it and you're like, yeah, I'm still working. I was in the office a hundred days in a row um, working morning, noon, and night, or first person there, or last person to leave, laptop at home at 10 p.m., um, 6 a.m., phone in hand, laptop in hand. That was the life I lived. And and you were making decent money, but I would assume you you looked at it and thought, oh, this isn't this is not. No matter how much money I make, this is not worth it. I need to uh, I need to put myself in a position where I can live a more balanced life. Um, balance ended up becoming a hot topic for me. Um, I was really getting burnt out. There were times when I'm like, is this even worth it anymore? I didn't just do real estate. I also um, was you know pretty involved in my husband's business with excavation and flipping homes and building homes and investing in properties. So it was all kind of tied together, yeah. but it just, it never stopped. And of course we have children. Oh, so that little detail, you actually have a family in addition to your two businesses. Uh, you are a busy, busy person. I know that early in your career, you had a couple of things happen to you uh, that really concerned you. In other words, they actually kind of soured you a little bit on business in general. And one of those things is I think you lost an agent who became a competitor for you. Tell everybody a little bit about that story. And I think it's so important for people to hear it because most people look at really successful people, and Michelle, you're in that group, as, hey, everything works perfectly for them. The reality is, is the world works the same for Michelle as it does for Kelly and Nicholas and Jason and whoever else is here. It works the same. So tell us about that when you lost your uh, agent and got a competitor. Yeah, so actually, it didn't happen to me once, Cleve. It happened to me a couple of times. Oh, okay. <laughs> so I was literally running on empty, you know, working working morning, noon, and night, taking care of a family. Um, I was lucky enough that 
our office building was super close to my home and we have family that supported us really well and helped us um, with the kids as well. But when, prior to me in rural, I would couldn't take care of everybody. I had like those sticky notes all over the place. I was dropping the ball, forgetting to call back million dollar buyers and sellers. Um, I felt terrible. I'd wake up at 2 a.m. I couldn't sleep well. Wake up at 2 a.m. going, oh my God, I forgot to call the lake um, lady back and, and she has a million dollar house to sell. Like that was my life. But what I started doing, um, I would just literally give the leads away in the office. You know, remember I had a brokerage. Right. So I beg the agents, can you just take them? Can you take them? Can you take them? I, I didn't, it wasn't about me. I just didn't want to, to let the clients, the people down that were calling me. So actually it was um, my two biggest competitors in my service area started with me from scratch. I um, gave them a business by hand. And as soon as they felt comfortable, they went off and opened their own offices. So now there's three of us that are, that are, you know, competitors and to, they started with me. Mm-hmm. Um, I look at the, um, their SOI and I'm like, oh my gosh, that was my plumber, my electrician. Those are the people I worked with, but right. guess what? I didn't service my business well and build my deep, my relationships deep enough that they did. And they ended up becoming their long-term SOI and clients. Yep. And I'll bet for those of you who stay on for the rest of the webinar, you're going to hear that she's learned to do it differently, where she's not nearly as at risk of losing people. Your first or one of your first few forays into hiring an administrative person. And for most of us in real estate, one of the things that holds us back is we have to do all of the administrative work and it's overwhelming And so one of the things that we recommend, especially for people who want to grow a team, is to start with an administrative person uh, right off the bat. And you had an administrative person that was was, uh, crashing your computer systems at the office. Tell us a little bit about that. Yeah, so I didn't understand the, I didn't know how to have a system and process for hiring back then. It was one of those things where anybody that can help, I'll take your help. Um, so I had an opportunity hire. It was a very best friend of mine. She came from the insurance world and Cleve, I'm going to be embarrassed to say that not only did she crash my system from home shopping sites, but she was also on dating sites. But what happened is all the agents come in to go to work. I need my files. Um, I need to get on the MLS. I need to get into the, and we were, we were networked through our whole office. Um, and everything, she ended up getting a bug in the computer and everything crashed on me and we were down for two days. I remember bringing in the um, network specialist and he kind of showed me what happened and that, you know, that started to get me to pay attention to the duties that the then admin was doing and, and watch. And guess what? It wasn't work it actually became more I didn't hire correctly so it became more work for me having the opportunity to hire in the building so amazing so you hired because she was easy and a good fit and it wound up being more work for you than it should have been um, even if you hired just kind of an average person so one of the things that you said to me as we were preparing for this webinar is that you were really just pretending. You were just pretending that you were successful and you were, you were, you almost even felt kind of like a phony. What, at what point 
Did you realize that if you were going to have the life you want and the business you want, that you had to make some fundamental changes? Well, so I met Verl in at our annual convention in 2017. So it was October 2017. And in the back of my mind, I wasn't loving life. I was super stressed out. Um, I didn't want to let anybody down. I didn't want to let the clients down. I didn't want to lose business. Um, I'd really take it to heart. Like I really cared, but it it was um it it was definitely like my hair was falling out. I was so stressed out, my hair was falling out. Oh my gosh, like like literally, you were stressed out. I was stressed out. And um, so I knew changes needed to be made, but like I didn't know what that looked like. I started paying attention to teams. Um here in Massachusetts, back in 2017, um, there may have been one team in the whole state. And if I look back then, and I'm very friendly with that team leader, um, he didn't have it figured out back then, but I looked at him in awe, like, oh my gosh, he is like, he's got this system and it's easy for him. Um, I didn't see his struggles, of course, but that made me start paying attention to teams. Like maybe this is what I need. And Fast forward to meeting Verl. I don't know if you wanted to get into that a little bit, please. Well, I'd love for you to explain it. And, and if you don't mind, and thank you so much for being real with this group today and vulnerable, because in so many cases, they get to listen to people who are successful and it's just like everything's perfect and everything goes the way it's supposed to. And that's not the way it was for you. So tell us a little bit about finding Verl, but also tell us a little bit about your attitude as you got started working in the coaching program. Yeah, so if you want vulnerability, here it is. Um, I thought back then, I'm like, hey, I'm making, in my own commissions, I'm making over 300 grand a year. Um, I don't have a ton of bills and I still have this office thing going on too, right? Yeah, I'm working a lot. So um, my attitude back then was, hey, I came from um, nothing, literally zero, um, a very struggling house household um, with a single mom that had me when she was 16 years old. We grew up together. Um, I came from that and I'm like, if I can make 300 grand plus have an office and all these new builds and everything else going on, like anybody can do it. Like just work. Like it didn't register with me that I had a different journey than some other people. Mm -hmm. Um, so the struggles drove me to work hard and, um, so anyways, here I am, go to the convention, um, and Verl presents on stage. When I tell you we had thousands of people at that convention, he was sitting on, you know, he was on stage presenting. He's amazing on stage. And he had my attention and my heart just jumped a little fast. You know, I'm like, I'm like, oh my God, everything he's talking about, like, I need this in my life. Wow. Wow. You felt a, a, that real connection. I did. And I felt like he was talking to my situation. Like he was picked to be on that stage to help me. Um, yeah. As weird as that sounds, that's how I felt. And yeah. um, that, that day, my, the Massachusetts region was lucky enough that we had, um, we were entering into an, a partnership with Workman Success on an enterprise system where we could bring the um, training into our offices. Well, we ended up, um, we were lucky enough to have lunch with Burl that day. And I remember that there were only about a dozen of us at the lunch with Burl. And 
I can remember Verl talking to us about his formula, formula and system. And I literally sat next to him, but it was like, I was pushing everybody away. Like, this is a me and you conversation, Verl. Like, can you talk to me? I'm signing up right now. I need yeah. help. And that's a, kind of how it happened. I love that. So you signed up for coaching. Mm -hmm. You got a private coach with Workman. Um, how good of a client, how closely did you follow what you were told to do as you got started? Because we've already discussed that you were already a really good pretender, that you thought you had something that you really didn't have. How did that come over into your private coaching relationship as well? Oh, it was a hot mess. <laughs> so remember, I thought I had it all figured out. Yeah. Everything Verl had to say. And I understood um, when he was talking to me, I understood it, but I tried to put my spin in because remember, I was smart. I, you know, came for nothing and made a little money and had a lot of businesses and properties and stuff. So everything I was taught with my coach, I tried to put my spin on it, right? So this tracking thing, it's like, okay, yeah, I get that you need to track conversations and we can that, you know, break the numbers down and find out how many dials we need to make to um, pend a deal and have a predictable income. But guess what? Roll forgot to put some of these important activities that we do. He forgot to put them on the list. So, <laughs> so I've got to add them. I've got to add them. I love it. Yeah. So I put my spin on everything. Um, and like I said, it was, it was definitely messy. I couldn't understand why, um, you know, I was pretty busy and I'm trying basically how I started the team. Remember, I signed up for coaching in October 2017. Yeah. They onboarded me in November and I didn't want to start a team until January. And let me tell you what that looked like. I walked around my office with about 25 agents and I said, hey, you want to be on my team? Do you want to work with me? You want to be on my team? And um of course, a lot of people said yes. Um, we had no structure, we had no outline. So um, my coach at that time, I'm like, okay, I got my I got my team ready. We're ready to go. What do you want me to do now? <laughs> and oh, you want me to track leads? Well, let me make my own spreadsheet because yeah. yours forgot to do a couple things on it. It's amazing. And you are not the only one. That is fairly common with entrepreneurs. Uh, in the world today. One of the things that I, I meant to do as we got started is I'd love for everybody who is on the webinar today to actually put in the chat box where you are from so we can see all the different places from around the United States and Canada where people are coming from. And I'd also love it if you would answer the question, can you relate to the struggles that Michelle had trying to make changes in her business and really more importantly in her personal uh, life. We've got people from the Dominican Republic and Pittsburgh and uh, Clarksville, Tennessee and Houston and Austin and Massachusetts and I love it, Wyoming. We've got people from all over the place and I know you're helping them big time. Michelle, I want to back up a couple of slides here if I can and um if I can figure out how to do that, uh, back up a couple slides. And I want to talk about what were the first things that you knew you needed to focus on business-wise? So the first thing I really needed to focus on was tracking the leads. Um, my phone seemed to ring all the time. Uh, and I just, I didn't remember every, I had no database. Yeah. I was too busy for that. I didn't need a database. It was all, in, all up here. Yeah. Uh, so it was really... Uh, tracking the leads, 
I didn't care about commission splits. I just wanted the help, but the lead tracking was probably my biggest pain back then. Yeah. Yeah. And so I know Verl said that you needed to change your focus and have more of a seller oriented focus. And so I know that you may or may not have watched and participated in slam in the first place, but talk about how changing your focus over to a seller, to a seller focus as a team leader, how it helped. And then how some of the resources that workman had helped you kind of grow that side of the business. So focusing on listings, um, you know, one of the first struggles with me is passing off buyers, right? You know, if people <clears throat> called me, I thought they wanted me. Verl taught me that they didn't want me, they just wanted the house. Mm -hmm. And that I'm still involved in the process anyway. So so I did finally relent about a year in. Um, you know, everything was pretty messy because I put my spin on every system and every process. Right. Um, I got the database that they talked about, but I didn't really use it. And, you know, I had it, so that must be good enough. Right. Um, <laughs> but about a year in, I'm like, you know, this isn't working. Um, I never wanted to quit coaching. I know I never will, but it was, um, but I was at the point after a year where I'm ready to listen to and do it your way because my way is just not working. It's um, funny. You almost have to get to a place where you're kind of at the very bottom. You almost have to get to where you don't have any choices other than to listen and to start making changes. And so if you're on today's webinar and you're thinking, man, that, I can relate to that. Well, let's find somebody to be your guide. Pick one thing you need to do in order to move your business forward. And it should make all the difference in the world. In addition to focusing more on the seller side of the business, I know you also started getting real specific with tracking your time, but actually planning what you were going to do with your time in advance instead of just letting it unfold throughout the week as it would. Yes. So remember, my days were not predictable back in 2017 at all. I'd wake up in the morning, get ready and run out the door. And I didn't know. I didn't know if I was going to have dinner that night. I didn't know if my, you know, I didn't know if I was going to be ordering out, if I was going to make dinner. I didn't know where I was going to be because I didn't have predictable days. Right. Um, this is the My Perfect Week scheduler. And my coach worked with me really hard to make sure that we built a schedule that then was transferred into my Google calendar and my cell phone, um, carried over to my cell phone. That is my life. If I have that on my Google, Google calendar and in my cell phone, I have to be there no matter what. And so, um, so, so are you saying that if there was a couple of hours on a particular day that you need, you knew you needed to be prospecting, even if it was calling your top 50, that you would put that on your calendar in advance, it would be there every Tuesday, same time, and you would do the same thing? Yes. And Cleve, you know, in real estate that sometimes we have this, something pops up and it just needs your attention. You can't get around, get, can't get around it. Totally. Um, if it's on the schedule and needs to be done, you're, you learn that you're moving the time slot. You're not going to delete the time slot. You're literally going to just move it, you know, move it to a later time that day. And you're always going to get that activity completed because I'm a big to-do list person. If my to-do list is not completed, I can't sleep at night. So if it's on the schedule, it has to be done. And I've learned it was, we talked a lot about this before I implemented it. And it sounded all, you know, great, but it took me a while to adopt the system. And now I live by 
by my perfect week, my Google Calendar. You plan your time in advance. And it's amazing how much more valuable your time becomes when you plan how you're going to invest your hours uh, in advance. Um, my guess is that many of you who are on the webinar today, Kelly and Jason and Nicholas and Ann and, and Alice and Jeff, my guess is that as you hear Michelle talk about this topic of planning your time in advance and using the My Perfect Week scheduler, you think to yourself, man, maybe there's another level for me to actually be able to get something done, plan the prospecting time, plan the recruiting time, plan the meetings you have with your agents. My guess is, is you're probably much more serious about meetings today uh, with your team than you were, you know, when you started. You probably changed them on the calendar or blew them off at the last minute, but I bet you don't do much of that anymore. No. So when we first started the team, one of the struggles I had in that first year is I really focused on what I needed. Mm -hmm. What are my needs? I'm going to have this team so that I can build some leverage for me and, and it's going to, we're going to work on my schedule. Um, so it would be normal in the first year to hear something on um, someone talk about the huddle, you know, like my coach or Verl or some of the trainings, they would talk about huddle. Um, and back then I might have a huddle at 10 AM on a Monday, mm -hmm. Tuesday, it's supposed to be at 10, but guess what? I got a listing appointment. So I would text everybody and say, Hey, we're not going to do huddle at 10. We're going to do it at one instead today. That looks totally different. You are looking at the screen with my rock star, my empowered champion, Whitney. And um, with Whitney's help, she's been with me for several years. Um, she is, is amazing um, in her position as, as our ops manager, head administrator. Whitney is the one, she's the secret sauce. She's the one that got me organized. She is the one that helped me train and coach and develop agents. But she also keeps um, our huddles and our trainings right on spot. Our, our huddles are at 9 a.m. every single day. Um, if, I, if I am not on huddle, it's still happening. Um, we do, the way our team set up is we virtually huddle three days a week. And um, Monday, Wednesday, Friday, Tuesdays and Thursdays, we're in person. And it, that is mandatory. Okay. Um, but I will tell you, that even on Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, most of the team is sitting in the office huddling together. I love that you're creating that real team environment. Now you went from somebody doing shopping and yeah. uh, participating in dating sites to having the ability to trust someone again, because that was probably a big deal when you went to hire, hire your empowered champion. And an empowered champion is someone who is who is empowered to, to make changes and to do things in the business. And it almost sounds to me, Michelle, like in some ways, he's your boss just a little bit in terms of what needs to be done and when it needs to be done. And that's not something that most people can kind of grasp, but it seems like you've really gotten that concept that you need somebody to help you with all that kind of stuff. Listen to her, do what she says, help help her move the business forward while you're moving the business forward. How did you get to that place where you were comfortable with that? So to be honest with you, I didn't I didn't want to be in charge anymore. Um, oh. And when when Whitney came to work with me, um, she's so amazing and organized and she really, she's, her and I are complete opposites and I am not ashamed to say she is my boss. She <laughs> is our glue for our company. 
Um, and we have a little running joke here in the office. So remember, I have a, a team and yeah. an office yes. as well. Everyone here knows that Michelle's the rule breaker and Whitney's the rule maker, but she trumps me. Um, and she keeps she keeps me systematized, organized. She keeps me on a good learning schedule. Um, she holds me to standards. Even when I want to bend on the standards, she holds me and the whole team to the standards. Um, she is definitely our secret sauce. That is such an important thing. And you said, hey, Clee, for the first time, I got serious about hiring. And I looked at her disc personality profile, and I followed a very specific hiring process to make sure that I had enough discussions with her to, to just increase your chances of hiring someone that would be a good fit. I would assume that you've continued to do those things. We've got two graphics here. We've got preferred disc styles for real estate, which is going to be something that you'll be able to download a little bit later in the session and also a hiring process checklist. Start to finish, what is the process you go through? But how did that help you have more confidence to kind of take a chance on Whitney? Well, with so with Whitney, um, she's the opposite. I'm I'm an off the chart D I. Um, the I is a little bit lower than the D, but I'm totally off the chart. Whitney's a CS on the disc on um, disc chart. I started yeah. hearing hearing this with workmen, you know, on the hiring process, and I needed to know more about it. I'm very was very interested in disc, so I went and got myself certified to learn more. Nice. Um, that did end up becoming a a very um very important step in the process with the help of workmen, of course. Um, so just, you know, I seen the outline for administrator, Whitney checked all the boxes and here it is, you know, she's amazing. She's totally amazing. Um, everything Whitney knows today, she didn't walk through the door knowing all of those things. So she was developed. Um, so she does every single coaching call with me. Um, I see that my coach is actually here on this call. Um, sometimes if Whitney can't make the call, which is rare, he's like, where is she? And he knows that I'm going to be the visionary. I'm going to be the thinker. I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to like, I can see it all coming together. The business, where do we want to go? But she's going to make it happen. And without her on the calls, we don't move the needle. Totally amazing. And you just had to trust and move the business forward. And it's amazing what happens when you choose the right people. You also have created a, a very consistent, a very loyal a group of team members. Talk to us real quickly about who's on your team and give us a little background. I have actually met everybody on this screen, I am proud to say, uh, the last time I was up in the Boston area late last year. And you have a phenomenal team. I mean, like world class. So some of the ladies that are here on the screen, um, we're missing a few, but we have Alyssa. Alyssa is, um, she came from the field and she realized that she wanted, um, she wasn't in the right seat on the bus. She realized that we we changed her role. She was out in the field. Um, she's doing amazing, but she needed structure and she needed um, consistency. So Alyssa, so, so is, you, are you saying she was in sales and just couldn't quite get the traction that she was looking for? And you decided it made more sense to put her over in a position where she could be very structured, very detailed. Well, no, she had the traction. She was oh, doing. She did. she did, and she was doing really well in sales. Yeah. But for her, with with her desk makeup and with her personality, it was more important 
important for her to have a structured schedule and be in the office and not be working 24 hours a day. Um, she is amazing um, in every aspect of real estate. I'm very lucky that she's here with us. And she, Alyssa is our client care coordinator and she yep. doubles down as a listing manager. So what's super mm -hmm. cool is she takes our listing process. We have everything built out in a pro with a process. Um, we do a lot of listings. Alyssa um, not only nurtures our database, not only does our client gifts and helps with events, but she can take our listing. She enters in MLS. She, you know, orders up the photos, videos, staging, um, and all of that. But she also does um, check-ins with the clients. Clients all know every client knows Alyssa, and um, they meet, they all have met her in person. But she is so valuable, and she prefers to be on that in the office schedule Monday through Monday through Friday. So that is so cool. She could have been a success as a real estate but it, agent, but it didn't fit for her. You recognize that, and you and she together made that change. Quick question: I know you probably did a lot of the the um, administrative functions on your listings in the past and certainly probably had all of the conversations or I should say lack of conversations with sellers sometimes, I hate to admit, but so is Alyssa even better than you would be at doing the things she does with sellers? Yes, better. she's, um, you know, I would sit down and I would try to put a listing in back prior to, you know, being with Workman. I would try to put a listing in, it would take me four hours because um, remember, I have a high eye too, right? So I can get distracted easy. Yeah, you gotta um, have you gotta have a few gotta have a few side conversations. Maybe go yeah, to lunch. Facebook ping. I have notifications, so it would take me about four hours. And in the meantime, I have a seller text and saying, "Hey, when are we going live?" Um, but now that we put a total process in place from A to Z, everything we do is duplicatable. Verl taught us if we do something three times, it's a system. We have to build a system for that. So one of the things I'm really proud of is our listing process is um, very detailed and that system is honed in really well. Alyssa does most of most of the listing process. I'm still the, you know, I'm still in the field. Yeah. So really working on some listings and yeah. um, I'm the front face for that, but she does a lot of the back end work and she is very, very amazing with that. Love that. So you can go out on a listing appointment and promise anything and everything. And Alyssa will make sure that it all happens, which is just the coolest thing when you have that in place. Yeah. What's super cool is if we're going, one of us is going on a listing, our folder is, you know, A, she has a dot loop file built out. Um, the, everything's in there. You know, there's estimates in there, the CMAs in there, everything's in that file. Um, and she has a folder sitting on our desks ready to go. So I can come into the office, you know, I was out on one at 7.30 in the morning today and I can come into the office and if Alyssa knows I have this appointment, that folder is sitting on my desk. I grab it and run. Everything's in there. I don't even need to double check anything. And, you get, and you get to go do what is right in your wheelhouse. I mean, you get to do yeah. the, th the stuff that you're so good at and the things you love to do. I've met Erica and Amber and uh, Robin, Erica and Amber went, were in a ramp live class that I was uh, fortunate enough to uh, be one of the instructors. And uh, Robin, I think was brand new when I came to uh, uh, Boston at the end of last year. Just tell us a little bit about those three and then we'll we'll move on to another subject. Sure, sure. So um, I was very friendly. My husband and I are very friendly with Erica's dad. Um, he is um, he is a, a boss of the Mass Massachusetts State Police. We're super close with him. 
and um, his he he his star of his life is his baby girl. Oh, uh, I love so it. He, when Erica was in school, I knew Erica really well, and and he came to me several times and he said, you know, Erica really looks up to you. When she um, comes home from school in South Carolina, um, she wants to get into real estate. Will you help her? And I'm like, absolutely. So Erica, and then Amber. Amber actually, she was a she was smart. She interviewed around several offices, and um, her and Erica came on around the same time. They yeah. were within a month, I think, apart. And what was totally awesome with that, Amber chose to work with us and we're blessed for that. But what happened is the two of them formed this bond where they help each other with their prospecting, their daily activities. And, and it was really cool to watch them get close, but it was even cooler to watch them succeed together. It's almost like, almost like they're accountability partners. They're sort of partners in crime, doing everything together. Tell us real quickly about, uh, about Robin, your newest yeah. agent. Think, who's a buyer's agent yeah so Robin um Robin came to us she was licensed prior to coming to us she worked out in Boston I'm in the country area so it's totally different and she worked for her son she tried her hand out real estate for a while and she had some traction but she um decided not to work in Boston anymore um I think she took a little time off and then she came out and interviewed she came to us through Wise Hire. And we mm -hmm. run ads in Wise Hire, which I was taught. We have a relationship with Work and Success with Wise Hire. And, um, and we ran an ad and Robin came in and we knew instantly. Um, so what was cool with Robin is we have this car program at, on our team, right? Um, I won't get too much into that, but they can earn, based on production, they can earn a Jeep. Wow. Uh, lettered up jeep we have some gladiators and rubicon and a couple suvs and it was super cool because robin pulled in she had our jeep like I already? Was, she's got look here she's got our jeep <laughs> already thing. like she fit already but she came in and instantly we had our whole team had a bond with robin she's the nicest hardest worker um what was really cool about Robin is she came in the door and she started working with the workman systems and she pulled a lead out of our database and closed here in Massachusetts, our median price. I mean, we're doing more in the 500 range now, five, six, and seven, but we've always been like a 350 market, right? right. So Robin comes in and she pens up immediately in a $900,000 house. Ooh, raising the bar. Yeah, she took a she took a lead, uh, penned it up that immediately and closed it up. And um, ever since then, she's gained some good traction. She follows the workman systems; they all do to a T. Their prospecting times, their tracking. Um, yeah, I love it. Let's talk about some of the key tools. I know your favorites are the Top Fifty program, the Lead Tracker, the ABCs of Lead Management, and then following a daily huddle agenda. Let's hit each one of those really quickly and let all the attendees know what this resource is and what does it do for you. Sure. So our Top Fifty is um, it's a compiled list of fifty people that we a either want to build a deeper relationship with or. Um, we, they know, like, and trust us, and they're likely to refer us business. So we have trackers, um, and we are very intentional on meeting up with everybody on our top 50 every single month. So it could be, um, we prefer face-to-face -face spending time with the people. We, we, um, you know, sometimes that can't happen. It's a phone call, text message, 
Um, Merle hates the text message, um, but we just try really hard to be able to see them face to face. We track that. And we also track the amount of referrals that those people um, <laughs> give us each year. So, so that's um, so the top 50 and, and it creates a business. Working with the top 50 creates a business um, of fun, right? My top 50 is they're all friends, they're builders, insurance agents, um, people that we're really close with, um, other couples that my husband and I hang around with. Um, so that's who I surround myself with. And that's who I do most of my business with is the top 50. So Love it's a program it. so that Workman has taught me. 50 people who already know, like, and trust you, who are likely to send you referrals over an annual, over a year long um, process. And it's just amazing the business that you can build. The next thing is the lead tracker. And I believe that the lead tracker is really all about creating awareness. So um, Afi, if you generate leads, you should know for this many leads, I should convert one closing out of that. Or, or for this many leads, I should have this many face-to-faces. And you probably already do that. So talk to us about how the lead tracker, Michelle, and the ABCs of lead management work together and really fundamentally change your business. So they do work together. And remember in the beginning of the webinar, I said I was the sticky note person. Um, I will tell you a very, very quick story. I needed to list a high-end home and I was driving back from Boston. I don't visit the city much, but I, the lady wanted me to call her at 3 p.m. specifically. And it was 2.58, couldn't find her number. I'm in the car on the Massachusetts Turnpike. I'm using my hands free, but I can't find her number. Um, I called the office and I'm begging them to look through files and panicking. I need to call her in two minutes. Um, and thank God I had, um, help at the office that was able to locate her number pretty quickly on a sticky note, right? Whoa. So fast forward, I almost lost that business because if I didn't call her, she wasn't going to use me. We had it scheduled. So fast forward, lead tracker is super, super important to me. Um, it's a tracking system. Now we've changed things up a little bit at Workman. Um, we use a program that Workman gives to you now called CSU. But what we do is we track every lead on this lead tracker and we rate the lead in A, B, or C. Now their emails on there, their name, notes, just like you would have in a CRM. And your lead tracker, um, we use it a little differently with the team. That's a place where the team goes to claim their leads that come in. Right. But what's cool about the lead tracker is I can access that lead tracker on my cell phone any day, anytime. And um, if I need someone's number, I type it into the lead tracker, it pops up, all their contact info is there, which of course is in a CRM too, but it's right. just extra security that we have it. <clears throat> the thing that the lead tracker also has is a, a spot to label a lead in A, a B, or a C. And of course, the A's, they have appointments. They're like ready to go. That's your pipeline that you're gonna, that, that that's your predictable income right now. Right now, right. A B, so I never labeled anybody in A, B, or C before. <laughs> a B, we would be trained up to call them twice a month. And we have it on our Google calendar in my perfect week. Um, if it's a B week, which is the weeks of the 1st and the 15th, um, we know that week we need to call everybody in our CRM or lead tracker that's labeled a B. We have to check in with them. And Cleve, you taught us that it's specific, right? Right. Yeah. You, you taught us that we have to call, we call them with specific information. It might be a house that popped up that they want to see. It could be 
that they had a service area or, or a certain area they were honed in on, but something came up just outside of their spot. Like, and we're calling them saying, hey, I know you're looking in the Brookfield, but this one just popped up in Spencer, which is super close by, but we're calling them with specific information. Right. Um, a C lead, they're not ready yet. We know that they're 90 days or more out. We have to nurture those leads. And we have a schedule, a system to call them every single month without fail. And I'll tell you, there's been C leads that we have consistently called for 18 months. And then they finally say, yeah, we're ready. Let's go. Let's go. General information. Like, hey, did you know this about the market or that about a new program, like an ARM program for interest rates um, that just got released? We want to let you know that our local bank, um, XYZ Savings Bank, just released this 10-year ARM. You can still get in that 5%. So we're calling them with general information. Your people are just calling, trying to help, trying to give useful information. We're not asking them, hey, let's go, let's go. We're trying to be helpful and keep conversations going with them. Love that. The last thing I want to talk about on this particular slide is that the importance of the daily huddle. If you're like most every entrepreneur I've ever met and most team leaders or entrepreneurs, they hate meetings. They just hate them, hate them, hate them. And um, what has following a specific outline of what you're going to discuss on these huddles. How has that helped you become a better leader of these meetings? Or in many cases, you might just be a participant and somebody else is leading the meeting while you're there. Yeah. So Whitney, Whitney runs our huddles. Um, I am going to say that I'm, I'm there most of the time. And so she's running our huddles. Our huddles are super consistent. And because she's so organized, she has built out a, um, a system so she has certain questions she asks on certain days. Um, our huddles are a 15-minute meeting. What's really cool about the huddles, it keeps us all, it's probably, I think it's the most important thing that we do as a group. Um, it keeps us all on the same page. If there's a problem, um, they ask us in the huddle. They tell us they need help. Um, of course, they can call me anytime, but they usually bring it up in the huddle. And we all learn from each other's um, scenarios, right? Struggles or, you know, we we are our, our, um we're definitely congratulating each other we you know a lot of times in our huddles we're celebrating birthdays but she has a specific list we have to get through that first yeah did you pend anything what do you have in the pipeline are there any offers out any new listings um in the huddle she's asking um client care coordinator do you need anything is there anything outstanding and when we do that for 15 minutes as a leader that helps me so much because most often we're covering the topics that could be pop-up target, you know, topics throughout the day. We're covering yeah. those in the huddle. Absolutely. I love that. So consistently held, that's first rule, got to do them when you're supposed to do them. And then you have to follow an organized process. I'm sure everybody on the webinar today can relate to either doing training that seemed to be boring for everybody or participating in training that was boring for you. And part of the problem is when people don't know what's going to happen in a meeting, uh, it tends to be more difficult to have them enjoy and want to participate in those meetings. So following specific agendas for whatever meetings you have as a team leader is very important. It doesn't mean you can't change them, but you certainly need to follow them uh, to create some consistency. 
I know you also really relied on the training center, the Rising Agent Mastery Program, which is for either new agents or agents who are trying to restart their career, seller listing agent mastery for agents who are focusing on building a listing business, admin mastery, which is how you would have trained Whitney in the first place when she came on board. This is how this is the administrative piece of all of the systems we use and buyer agent mastery, which is a little more advanced training. So if you went through ramp, someone would learn the basics of working with buyers and then the BAM program would build on top of that. How um, important were these programs in you being able to develop your team members and keep them there uh, for a while? So um, Whitney runs these programs. She knows these programs inside and out and I have been through all of them several times. Um, what I will say is for myself, I was listing a lot of homes when I came to work then. And, and we still, I mean, I don't take all of them now. I have listing partners, but the seller listing agent mastery program, I was shocked when I went through that program to find, to have some light bulbs go off because I found some things in that program, many things that streamlined my business um, and helped me to to just streamline the listing process yep. and organize it so much better. Um, so I'm a fan of all of these programs. We have, if an agent comes into the office, a brand new agent, we have them start on the buyer agent mastery program immediately. We really? actually, as a matter of fact, we have a new agent um, out in the buyer agent mastery program right now. And um, so that's the first thing we do as an organization. This has helped me as a leader so much. Before I got to work then and before I bought the franchise, all the training was on me, plus selling the houses, writing the checks and everything else. This yep. is taking that off my plate. Now it's more of like troubleshooting and how do you do an offer and things like that. But this shows them how to list a house, how to do a showing, um, important things that they need to learn, how to be a real estate agent. They don't teach that in your pre-license class. They don't, they don't no. at all. So this gives you the backbone to do the training that might be, let's just call it a little more boring than some of the stuff you would train on specifically, but it's things that everybody needs to master. And for those of you who have access to the training center, you even got a search bar, you can type in, you know, making price changes uh, for a listing, and it'll show you where the videos are that walk you through everything you need to know. So, uh, Michelle, if we could go down this list, I'm going to give the fiction side, and then you give the fact side what you later learned. Would that be okay? I'm going to go down the left column, you go down the right column. Can we do that? So when you started, you thought the more you worked, the more you made. Yes. And I've quickly learned that life balance was what was most important. And now that you have better life balance, do you make more or do you make less? More. Oh, more. More, so more income. Yes. You can have better life balance and make more. You were initially, you might've been afraid of agents and staff. Yes, I was afraid to take on the responsibility of um, salary positions, very afraid. I've quickly learned that the salaried position will help you grow and help grow your business while we can watch others succeed in the business alongside of us. Absolutely. And you, at one point you thought, hey, I need to go get with this big brand, this big franchise, because that'll be the key to me being successful. But what turns out to be the fact there? It's really about the activities that I'm personally doing and the the uh, training and education and growth that I'm tapping into 
um, what is that's what's important and who we're surrounding ourselves with. I love it. At one point, you thought, hey, it's my personality that drives the success of the business. And I would assume there was a lot of truth to that. But today, it sounds like you look at it very differently. I do. And it's it's not about me. It's streamlining the systems, right? We can grow faster if we have systems to follow. And it's actually easier. I don't want to see the agents that are here with me. I don't want them to go through the struggles I went through. It's I would be the first one to tell you, it's not worth working 24 hours a day. I don't care how much money you're making. Having this, if you streamline the systems, you're going to be able to get more work done in a quicker pace, and they're all going to be systematic. So you can run every deal the same way. Love it. Initially, you thought, hey, I'm all on my own here. Uh, And I think you've decided that that's not the case. And everybody can see based on what she said on the webinar today. You also used to think if I just keep dreaming, I can succeed. But I think you decided that you actually have to do something uh, instead of just dream. You have to take some action. And then, you know, you thought at one point in time, I could make any schedule changes I want to as a leader. And you've realized, and it sounds to me like it is the gospel, whatever is on the calendar, that's what you do. And then I know you said initially you were in it for yourself. And now it's really others succeeding that drives Uh, In fact, you and I very rarely have a conversation that has anything to do with you. It's always about celebrating your team members and all the fabulous things that are happening. And it's so fun to see that growth. And because you've been able to get some systems in place from a business standpoint, you've been able to be a little more purposeful with your life. I see playing in the left photo, playing in the center photo and playing in the right photo. So it seems like you have really good work-life balance and you're able to play. Yeah, so that's my top 50. Somebody getting married from my top 50 on my boat. So so the people on the left is the top people in your top 50. Love it. Yeah, I do business with all of them. And, um, you know, we've built a life by design. We spend a lot of time, my husband and I both spend a lot of time with our top 50, with my top 50. And um, we're doing business and having fun. So all summer long here in Massachusetts, we'll be out there on the water and there's times when there's 30 of us that are um, boating together, beaching together, our kids are friends, and we do business. We definitely do a lot of business, but while we're having fun. I love that. So you're enjoying yourself and making money all at the same time. What an amazing thing. These are basically the six simple shifts that you believe Uh, people need to make in order to get themselves and their businesses to the next level. And I'll give them, and Michelle, if you want to make a comment on any of them, please do. The first one is stop pretending and admit your reality. It is the way it is, regardless of how you tell everybody or tell yourself it is. That's right. You know, (laughs) I used to put on this facade of I've got it all together and don't worry, I can can take care of it all. And, And it was really with the help of workmen that I was able to just, you know, get it together. Love it. And we're not saying that this item number two means you need to hire someone to coach you privately, but if you're going to make a change, you need somebody to guide you through the process, whether it's a book or another accountability partner or someone who can help you grow and make those changes. Because it sounds to me like Michelle meeting Burl was the catalyst to really all of the changes that you've made over the years. Yeah, he definitely changed my life. And it's been with the help of my coach to build out a roadmap to figure out where I want to go and how we're going to get there. Where do we want to go as a group? And how are we going to get there together? 
Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Third one is remove your ego. And I think pretty much everybody on the webinar, if you're a, a fairly high strung entrepreneur, you're very success oriented, you understand how your ego can get in the way it can get in the way in our personal relationships, relationships with family, relate business relationships. Uh, you got to get that ego out of the way. The next one is find an empowered champion. And that was probably one of the most important shifts for you was allowing someone to come in and be an empowered champion. How long did it take Whitney, by the way, to really get up to running full speed? Did she do it in the first week or did it take more like three months or four months or six months to really get rolling? Well, she dove right in. I mean, she was in the workman systems on her off time at the office yep. at home, but I'm going to say it took us a good, it took Whitney a good six months to really just start building out trackers and, and really streamlining processes. But literally six years later, she's still working on new things today. Always, always. Totally. I know your, your recommendation number five in terms of shift is systemize everything. And then number six is create a mindset of living life by design. You work your schedule by design. You're planning your meetings by design. You live your personal life by design. And I know nothing is more important to you than your family and your friends and the time you spend with them. For those who have attended today's webinar, we've got some downloads for you. You can go to workmansuccess.com forward slash 900K, or you can simply scan the QR code and you will get uh, some downloads. Number one, you will get a video from the SLAM program, which talks about making course corrections during the listing. And so you'll get to see what goes on inside one of our training center programs. You'll get to download the hiring process checklist that Michelle mentioned earlier in the presentation. Also, the preferred disk styles that you saw. And then you'll get to download your personal version of the My Perfect Week scheduler, which really, Michelle said, was what was the catalyst to all of her growth. Michelle, thank you very much for being here today. You are a wealth of knowledge, and I am so proud of you. And I thank you for your time being here today. Uh, for those of you who are wondering, I believe that we will send out a copy of this video to everybody who was in attendance. So if you had any uh, technical difficulties or things like that, you should be able to go back and watch the presentation again. Thank you very much. I hope all of you have a great final two weeks of the month of June, and then I hope you kill it in the second half of 2023. Take care, everybody. Thank you. Bye. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.